Are you an aspiring creative in entertainment, business, fashion, design, or the arts? Do you want to elevate your creative passion project to the next level? Then this show is for you. Whether you want a career in television, film, radio, literature, music, or beyond, Creative Breakthrough will show you how to take your dreams and turn them into reality. This show will not only leave you feeling motivated and inspired, but also provide you real-life tools to pursue the creative journey you have always wanted. I'm your host, creative coach, and chicken wing lover, Shireen Kassab, a.k.a. The Funny Brown Girl. Yes, I have an unhealthy obsession with chicken wings. Now, get ready to flex your creative muscle. Welcome back to another episode of The Creative Breakthrough. We are back with another solo episode this week with me, the funny brown girl. What, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I'm a little hyped up on caffeine today. I had an early morning audition and I think I may have overdosed on the caffeine. So bear with me. I will uh, try to uh, pace it down a little bit. I want to say thank you to all of you for still listening to this podcast, for leaving reviews, for emailing me, all that good stuff. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And guys, guess what? On Saturday, we were trending at number nine in Malaysia. So thank you to all of you in Malaysia who are listening to this podcast. I would love to hear from you all. I would love to hear what episode that you find the most interesting, what other things you would like me to talk about, all that good stuff. So stay in touch, Malaysia. Today, I want to talk about something that I have experienced a lot of, especially in the last couple years. And this is one of like many stories that I have, but this one has had a big impact on my life. So I'm going to share it with you all today. Fear. I want to talk about fear. Fear stops many of us. It stops us from telling someone we love them or taking a new job in a new city or even taking the first step towards our newfound passion. Fear can debilitate us. It can give us an excuse. It's strong enough to derail us. It plays with our minds. It plays with our hearts. It plays with our lives. People think I'm a strong and confident woman. People have an image of me that nothing can break me, that I'm I'm a powerful woman. I get things done. I've had a lot of accomplishments in my life, and people think it's because I'm fearless. But they're wrong. And I do have fear, but I want to be clear, and this is what the story is about, is that while I do have fear, I don't let it stop me. I recently had an experience at a comedy show that instilled fear in me. And when I say fear, it instilled a lot of fear in me. It's fear that I still carry around today. It was a type of fear I never imagined feeling while doing something I love. This fear derailed me. It stopped me from performing comedy. It stripped me of the one happiness I had in my life. And I'm sorry, Matt, and that's my boyfriend. I don't mean that you, I'm not happy with you either. But for those of you who know me, comedy is a big part of my life. It changed my life. It brought this joy and happiness into my life. It created someone new. If you knew me pre-comedy and post-comedy, I'm a totally different person because of what comedy has taught me and how I've grown from it. So this story really stripped that happiness from my life. Last January in 2018, it was a Saturday night and I was supposed to perform at a club in Orlando, Florida. I had performed at this venue multiple times. I mean, I had I had performed there so many times that people would actually call the club asking them when I would be back to perform and others would even ask the general manager while they were at the venue, hey, when's the funny brown girl coming back? Because nobody really knew my name. This Saturday night was no different than any other Saturday that I had performed at this club. 
The MC warmed up the crowd, did his jokes, and then he introduced me. I came running on stage, grabbed the mic, started off with my first joke. Things were going well. People were laughing. I was having a great time. Next to the stage, there was a table of 10 people. Most of them were on their phones, not paying attention to me. I was fine with this. Do what you want to do when you come to a comedy show, though that's totally disrespectful. I was okay with it until one woman actually started talking on her cell phone. So I kindly asked her, can you please put your phone down? That would be great. And she looked at me and continued her conversation as if she was saying to me, you can't tell me what to do. And I didn't. I was a bit annoyed that this woman had the nerve to sit in the front of the club near the stage and take a phone call. But I let it be. Because you can't teach people manners. And since the election in 2016, I've learned that. I've learned that in more ways than I can ever imagine. And so I didn't say anything. I just turned my body positioning and focused on the other side of the room, the room, the side of the room paying attention. After I got off stage, I walked to the back of the club where the comedians and their friends usually hang out, drink, and watch the other comics. No less than two minutes later, the woman who I had asked to put her phone down came up to me and started yelling. I mean, up in my face saying, don't you ever embarrass me like that again. I paid for my tickets. I have every right to be on my phone if I want to. You can't tell me what to do. And she continued until security intervened and told her to go sit down. Now, just to be clear, she didn't pay for her tickets. All the tickets at this club venue are comped. So she basically came up to me and thought that I said that I had embarrassed her for being on her phone. Now, I'm sorry if you felt embarrassed that I called you out for being on your cell phone. But hey, you were on your cell phone while I was on stage doing jokes. If you have to take a phone call during any creative performance, whether it's comedy, a musical, theater, I don't care what it is, you need to step outside to take that phone call, okay? I, I get really upset when people take, I, even when my dad, I've taken my dad to concerts and comedy shows and he will sit there on his cell phone and I get so angry at him. I'm like, dad, you need to put that away because we work really hard on our craft and what we're doing on stage. And it's not that easy, okay? It's not easy to be in front of thousands of people and you're in the front row on your phone. But it's a different thing when you not only are on your phone, but you actually answer a phone call. Now you've taken it one step further. I apologize if I'm getting super angry right here, but like this whole situation just really upset me. So anyways, she goes and sits down, right? Moments later, her husband comes up to me. Now her husband is an ex-army man, very stocky built, bigger than me. And he gets up right in my face and starts yelling at me as well. I mean, he was so close to my face that I could feel the spit of his words bouncing off my face. And he just went right into it too. You're so rude. You have no right to be rude to us. If you ever, ever threaten someone in my family again, I will personally take care of you. Those were his exact words to me. If you ever, ever threaten someone in my family again, I will personally take care of you. Now you would think that I would have started crying. And surprisingly, I didn't. I didn't flinch. I didn't back down. I wasn't going to let someone intimidate me, especially when I didn't do anything wrong. In my head, I just thought, okay, they've had a little too much to drink. But he had so much anger inside of him. He kept yelling at me and threatening to take care of me. The rest of the audience in the back stood by and just watched all this unfold until two women stepped in to help. However, he just kept yelling and getting closer and closer to us. Finally, the MC of the night, a man who actually had some guts to him, saw what was transpiring and pulled the gentleman away from us. 
At the end of the night, four people, including security, walked me to my car because I was so shaken up. I was so nervous that this guy was actually going to come and hurt me. Now, you would think that this couple left the party, they left the club, that this would be over. But it wasn't. It didn't stop there. This man and this woman then went on Facebook and posted a picture of me. They tagged the club that I was working at, a club that I'd been working at for five years, okay? My career. Like, think about it as somebody somebody emailed your employer and they wrote, quote, I brought a group of bloggers to the show tonight. We had a terrible time thanks to this comedian. I will never support a show she's on. This comedian accused us of being rude because we were blogging about the show during the show. My group has supported this club for over 15 years. Ask blah, blah, blah. And then he tagged 50 people, including other comedians that I work with, with this embarrassing post. Now, I quickly did some fact checking and some quick Google searches, and these people are not professional bloggers. I can't remember what I where I wrote it down, but I think one of them was like a real estate agent and one did home mortgages and one worked at a bank. I don't, something in that space, okay? They were not professional bloggers. I couldn't find any posts that they had posted that night about the comedy show or nothing. Anyways, so now they've posted this on Facebook and it starts to go wild. People are liking it. People are commenting on it. His friends chimed in all night with comments like, she looks like a bitch. She's not funny. She's ugly. No one even noticed her. We were there for the headliner who killed it. Probably why she was rude. And the list went on and on and on. And you know what was sad? That most of these comments that were negative towards me were all from women. Now, some of his friends were smart and they understood the issue at hand and commented, wait, what? Y'all were blogging during the show? Like people understood what was wrong with this whole concept. I mean, he wrote it in his Facebook page. He wrote it on his comment. He wrote, we were blogging about the show during the show. Now, anytime you go to any comic show, Broadway show, theater, any of that stuff, they're going to tell you to put your phones away. Put your damn phones away, okay? So now he's like blaming this on me. Now, It just still didn't stop there, okay? For 24 hours, people continued to post negative feedback about me. People who had never met me or seen me perform. People with just so much anger in them. However, there were a few comedians who knew me and my reputation and stood up for me. And it was so nice to see comedians step up and say that I'm not confrontational, I'm not rude, and I'm not violent. Even though these people were trying to ruin my reputation, others who knew weren't fooled. Finally, after 24 hours, Facebook removed the post for harassment. It was the worst 24 hours ever. I mean, I could not stop crying. I was so angry and I didn't know what to do with that anger because the last thing I wanted to do was get into a pissing match with them on Facebook about this. Okay, but now here's the worst part. The husband himself actually wrote this comment and this actually spoke volumes about what the issue at hand was. Most of her act is about being Muslim. As a military vet, army that can wear on you after a while. The funny thing is, is that we were trying to find something positive to say about her. Why would you need to find something positive to say about me? Is it because I'm Muslim? Is that why you had to be so angry at me because I sparked something in you? And and it's funny because whatever the issue was at hand, the story still didn't stop there. I mean, one thing to come and threaten me, another thing to go to Facebook, but then he sent an email to the club that I worked for. And in their email, him and his wife accused me of putting his wife in a chokehold. Okay, now some of y'all listening are like, wait, we don't know you. Did you really put her in a chokehold? No, I am a professional. I have worked in corporate America for more than 10 years. 
I know when not to cross a line and being physically abusive towards someone, even verbally abusive towards someone is not in my DNA. But this couple went ahead and made a complaint against me based on false lies and accusations. And since that day, I have never been asked to come back to this club or work for the club again. Now, whether it's because the club owners believed that I was physically violent or for another reason, I don't know what it was. But these two people changed my career path in the sense that they just, they changed my love for comedy. They changed my love for this passion that I had found. They changed my love for being this strong woman on stage who could share her opinions and who could share her life growing up. All of a sudden, these two people came into my life and within 24 hours tried to hurt me. They tried to destroy me. And you know what? It worked. It worked. I was scared to perform. I was scared that someone actually would hit me next time. I was scared that the comedians in attendance wouldn't stand up for me, just like they didn't that night. I was scared that this couple would show up at another one of my shows to stir up trouble. And I allowed this fear to stop me from performing for four months. In those four months, I did a lot of soul searching. I mean, I had so much time. I had nothing to do in the evenings anymore. I realized that that couple was dealing with something that night. I realized that their anger wasn't directed at me, but something bigger than me. The fact that the comics that night didn't defend me talks volumes about their character, not mine. I need to surround myself with people that will stand up for me when I'm in danger. The club that doesn't want me to perform for them anymore lost a valuable comedian, but there are more clubs out there that I can go and work for. What I'm trying to say is that while fear can hold you down in the short term, you have to pick yourself back up, put yourself together and continue to go out there and slay. Don't let anyone take your shine. You deserve to be out in the world sharing your talent. Just because some people are intimidated by it doesn't mean you stop. And when I look back at those four months that I didn't perform comedy, not all of it was wasted. It was during that time I crafted my podcast and started to put together the pieces to make it come to fruition. Because I was so scared to perform at any club outside of the downtown Orlando or Central Florida area, I decided to start pitching myself to corporations and colleges, an environment that I found much safer. From redoing my website to working on my social media, I was able to book more private events in 2018 than my entire career. I also used the time to take acting classes, which led to my first commercial. So what I'm saying is that if fear is stopping you, don't let it. Don't allow yourself to stall in your creative journey because of one mishap or one failure. Find new ways to share your vision with the world. Keep pushing forward. And most of all, keep creating. Keep creating new content. Because if you don't, you're doing a disservice to yourself and the people around you. And lastly, be kind. I spent that entire night and day crying over this incident. All types of emotions had taken over me. I was sad. I was angry. I was humiliated. This was my passion, my career. And within 24 hours, someone was trying to damage me, not only publicly, but also with the comedians I worked with. To this day, some of those relationships haven't been fixed. In a split second, I went from being the headliner that night's feature act to never working with him again. So all I'm saying that this industry is hard enough. Please don't make it harder for us. If there's an issue, let's talk about it. Let's be adults. Your actions in a fit of anger could have led to severe consequences for me. Luckily, I am a strong person and I was able to allow my character to speak for itself. But the next person may not be so strong. 
So let's be kind and respectful. You don't know what someone else is going through. So with that, I leave you with this. Now, go flex your creative muscle and keep winning. Until next week, y'all, take care and peace. Hey, before you hit pause, did you find this episode helpful and enjoyable? If so, could you leave an Apple podcast, aka iTunes review? It'll take you less than one minute and mean the world to me. The more ratings and reviews the show gets, the more people are able to find this podcast. If you're unsure how to leave a review, no worries. If you're on your iPhone or iPad, go to the homepage of this show and scroll down to write a review. Click on it and you'll be able to rate and review the show. If you're on a Mac from iTunes, go to the show homepage and on the top, click ratings and reviews. Also, please subscribe to get the latest episodes once they drop. If you enjoy the episode and know someone who would love it, please share. From your iPhone, click on the icon with three dots and then share via social media, email or text. If you want to hear more, head over to funnybrowngirl.com forward slash podcast. You can also find me online. I'm on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at Funny Brown Girl. Also, sign up for my free newsletter for more tips to advance your creative journey at funnybrowngirl.com forward slash subscribe. And again, if you enjoyed the show, do me a favor and subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Now, go flex your creative muscle and keep winning. Thank you for listening. See you next week.